right, it's morning huddle time. Good morning. You, no, I'm not saying it works. I wish you Godspeed. Godspeed with all of that. I think that's really, really nice. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure what kind of success you're going to have with that today because the world, my friend, has changed. Right. Latin American construction workers, they have different needs. They have completely different needs. These awards have a huge... Um, like criteria that you have to fill out and they usually have a community service or community relations portion. Them, uh, you know, the most productive uh, with a high performance value. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Funny. Isn't uh, yeah, I've not, not for me. Not for uh, me. At 11 o'clock, I am guaranteed to be snoring. So, so, um, <laughs> Good morning. It is morning huddle time. I'm Chad Prinky, along as always with my co-host and producer, Stacy Holzinger. Stacy, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Jim, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thanks we are very excited to have Jim Rogers with us here this morning. Jim is an instructor uh, for LinkedIn Learning. He specializes, in, only focuses on the construction industry and has uh, put together a catalog of LinkedIn learning programs uh, around, you know, all about construction, which we're going to get into today, learn a little bit about how all that works. Can't wait to get involved in, in that conversation. But before we do, Jim, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you in the world and, and, and maybe, you know, how'd you get to, to where you are and, and, and why did you get to where you are? If you, if you <laughs> Sure. I'm, uh, I, am i am in Phoenix, Arizona. So I was telling Stacy backstage there. Um, it's actually, we hit 95 already yesterday. So when you hear it's hot here, it, it, it is, um, <laughs> Now, now I drove two hours north, um, like last week, and and we had lots of snow, so it's 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 kind of an interesting place. But gotta uh, love the West, the American yeah. West. That's right. That's right. Um, this is this is where I'm from. Um, I was born and raised here. Uh, really, as as a construction guy, that's this is this has been the industry that I've always been in. Um, went to college for something completely different and hated every minute of it, and just stayed in construction. Uh, several, well, quite a few years back, I, I kind of ended up at a uh, at an industry trade association, which is where I really got involved on more of the uh, the training side, mm -hmm. um, and kind of went from there to doing some uh, more training and consulting. Uh, at the time, I think I had moved back from Washington. I was living in Washington D.C., moved back to Arizona, and ASU was putting together what they uh, what's called a concrete industry management program. Um, and they asked me to kind of concrete is, is where I spent most of my time in construction. They asked me to kind of get involved and, and help bring that program to life. And, uh, then as things went on, it was, well, can, Hey, can you, can you stay and teach this class? And now nah, you got pretty good reviews. Can you stay and teach this class? And that was, that was about when the economy was, was on a downslide and no one was paying consultants anymore. So I, I said, yes, I will be happy to stay and teach. Um, but yeah, but I left about seven years ago uh, when LinkedIn bought a company that was then known as lynda.com, right. uh, which was a, a big online training platform. And they contacted me and said, hey, we, um, you know, we've already got some AutoCAD courses and a BIM course or two, and we want to grow out the whole AEC, you know, architecture, engineer, construction side of our library. Will you come do that with us? Um, so that, you know, at the, at the time, I felt like I had this 
page long list of, of topics and things that my construction management students still didn't know when they graduated. You know, you just, you just don't have time. University's yeah. got requirements. And, and so I said, yes, I will, I will take this list and we'll come start doing these on LinkedIn learning. And, and uh, that's, that's what we've been doing for the last uh, six or seven years. We've got about uh, 40 courses in the library that I do. And we've started to started to add some other, uh, construction instructors as well for things like estimating, um, architectural process and things like that. So it's, it's been a, it, it's, it's kind of been an interesting ride and inter interesting transition, but, um, it's, it's, it's really been interesting. Um, I've got all kinds of questions and I want to dig into them. And I, uh, per usual, Stacy, want to allow you the space that you need to look down at your keyboard and at the screen while you're typing to uh, uh, our, our, our live audience. So I will um, I'll bring you back in here after Jim and I have spent maybe 15 or 20 minutes uh, talking through, um, you know, the topic. So we'll see you in a bit. Okay. Um, Jim, uh, okay, so the first thing that I want to, this is kind of a comment that I'm interested in, in your experience with this same thing. But I've noticed that there's a real lack of professional development uh, for, for contractors. In, in general, the, the number of contractors that I know who have actually invested in project management training courses, actually mm -hmm. invested in estimating training and even, you know, plan reading. The only thing that they seem to spend any money on is safety training. And I think it's because they have to, right. and, I don't, and I'm not, and I'm not talking trash on my wonderful clients. I'm, I think they're the exception to that rule, but I am saying what, what I see out in the, in the market uh, as a norm is that your experience? And, and obviously you're seeing a bunch of people who come to you for training, but, but you know, what, what do you see? Uh, out? Yeah, I generally, I would agree with you. I, I feel like I've seen a real change that maybe started, uh, you know, like after the pandemic, right. Mm -hmm. We were kind of locked down and, and, um, I, I think we at LinkedIn learning saw a general uptick in, uh, in usage, um, but I, but me on the construction management side, um, I, I really started to see a, a big uptick. Um, and I feel like that's, that's kind of held in there. Um, it's still, I think is limited to some of the bigger companies. So, you know, we're seeing those, those larger general contractors, um, kind of sign up as, as LinkedIn learning enterprise clients. And, you know, that gives them the ability to do a couple of things, right? They, they, they're big enough that they'll have a learning and development director who can then assign out courses along with maybe some of the in-person training that they're doing. Um, but it, it also allows, you know, when they make that available to, to all of their employees to use any time, I think we do see people sort of taking their own time and saying, I, well, you know, this hasn't been assigned to me, but I want to know more about this. Yep. And that'll jump in a, you know, whatever it is, a plan reading course or a, a lean course or, you know, or something like that. Um, so I, I feel like I'm seeing more of it now, but I, I do think that it's sort of at the beginning uh, of that curve. And I don't think we've really seen it trickle down to the smaller general contractors or, you know, really even a lot of the trade contractors. 
I think okay, so that's exactly where I was going next. Is I think I think the 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 trade contracting uh, community is has got a um a, I think a bigger gap in training than maybe the larger GCs and um the, and maybe I could argue even more of a need because a lot of these yeah. folks d- didn't have even some of the uh, a lot. And by the way, I. I think the world of a lot of the people that I'm, I'm referencing right now, uh, uh, quite sincerely, but they didn't really have, uh, much in the way of education before entering the workforce that mm-hmm. might prepare them for, again, I'm focusing on more the professional end or the office side of, of, right. the, of the construction business on estimating project management standards, um, you know, scheduling things like that. And, uh, and I do think that if you went to a construction management program or an engineering program at a major university that focuses on that stuff, that you're coming out um, and by and large, uh, we can debate the merits of this, going to general contractors. I think there's um, personally a lot of uh, opportunity in the trades. You yeah. you name them. Um, th- there are some really wonderful, rewarding careers. Not everybody should be going to a GC, damn it. Um, <laughs> they really shouldn't. Yeah. But, but I, 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 I think there's, that's the gap that I see most pronounced is that now you've got this really smart person came up through the field. They've got a lot, a lot of, you know, intelligence and hands-on experience. What they don't have is the, the fundamental training to support being a project manager. Yeah. Is yeah, the, I, your program's going to meet those people where they are? Yeah, I, I agree. And, and that's, and that's tough because, you know, I, I also think that there are, their opportunities have been somewhat limited, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm, if I've come up through the trades, I've, I've started a company, I'm, I'm, you know, I went out of the field, I'm going into, you know, I work for, I don't know, an MEP contractor or a large concrete contractor, whatever. Sure. And I want to go onto the project management side, you know, what, what are my opportunities for training? What are my opportunities for education? I think that's been, that's been really uh, difficult, you know, um, and, and I think we've seen some associations and, and some groups out there, at least in the U S kind of pick that up. Right. So AGC's got, uh, like a project manager development program, but, and I've, you know, by the way, taught in that program for six or seven years as, as well. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's in person, um, the, the local chapters gotta gotta put it on. It's 80 hours long, so it's a big commitment, you know, where you're pulling somebody out of the field and, and putting them into a classroom. And uh, it happens like once a year, you know, and all of a sudden if you've got something that came up on a project and you just couldn't be there that day for class, it's like you miss this whole block. It's gone. Yeah. And and so I, I you know, I, I think it's been difficult, um, which is why I kind of have become, you know, I guess maybe I'm biased, but a bit of a fan for, you know, of the online training. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it replaces all in-person training depending on the topic, but just this, you know, this on demand and at your own pace um, and, you know, sort of choose your topics, you know, you, people know where they need help, right. People know what they want to learn and what they need to learn. And, uh, you know, starting to have some of these libraries out there of courses that they could pick from, um, I, I think will be a great resource. I just, I just don't know that it's uh, really proliferated through, you know, particularly the trade contractors. 
Yeah, I think that's right. I, 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 um, I have a personal affinity for uh, virtual training as uh, um, maybe a part of a, of somebody's overall training experience. Sure. Uh, sure. I spent, you know, I've spent a lot of time building training programs over the years and not, they're not, they're not in the, you know, estimating and project management side of things as much as they're in the communication team building issue okay. resolution leadership, you know, the, the, that, that side of things. But, um, uh, I've, I've, I've personally believe that there's a lot of knowledge that can be very efficiently gained mm-hmm. by engaging in online programs. Can you share with me some success stories? Some, some, you know, share with the audience some success stories that would give us a sense of like, you know, um, what you're providing, what value people got out of that experience and, and maybe why, you know, what, what, sure. what made them successful? Um, see if this is what you're looking for or not, but I, you know, the, the first LinkedIn learning course that I did was uh, learning Bluebeam. So, you know, if you're not familiar with it, Bluebeam is uh, digital drawing software for, you know, for lack of a simpler description, right? It it, uh, it handles our large format blueprints, digitizes them, and gives us the ability to mark them up in, in ways that we mark things up in construction, right? And it's it's become pretty common in the industry, but it's uh, it's a it's a difficult program to use because it's got, I don't know, something like 150 or 175 different tools and buttons and functions. So it was a good candidate for a course. And, and it's not the course I wanted to do for LinkedIn at all, right? Like I had, I had risk management and I had lean construction and I had planning and scheduling and, and we had this big list. And all of a sudden my content manager says, okay, uh, we're getting started. Here's your producer and you're going to do learning Bluebeam. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do a software course. I don't want to do learning Bluebeam. And it was like a lot of other things. It was, well, our paying enterprise clients want learning Bluebeam. So you're doing Bluebeam. (laughs) (laughs) And since, so that was my first course. So it's, it's my longest running course. We update that, you know, pretty much annually or, or when they come out with new, new features, but I run into people all the time at, meetings or in the field or conferences and like, Hey, I learned Bluebeam from you, you know, like all over the world, which is, which is really pretty cool. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got a, we've got like a short Bluebeam course that just gets you started. And then we've got like the long four hour, uh, you know, really long Bluebeam course. And, and they're like, no, we watched the whole four hour course. Um, you know, now I, I can, you know, when my manager wants me to do this, this and this, I know how to do it. Um, and, and that kind of thing is cool. You know, I, 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 I love it when, uh, I, I love that reach, um, you know, to, to, to have people tell me that, you know, they learned something from me That's that, awesome. you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I've, I've never met, never been in their part of the country or the world. Um, and, uh, and then we've kind of, we've kind of continued that with, you know, now I've finally gotten to do the lean course and the, you know, the, the risk management course and things like that. What, so, so one of the things that having, so, um, you and I have probably some shared experiences, but I think, you know, your the link LinkedIn learning environment is definitely a different, 
experience than I have ever been exposed to at, you know, on, on the trainer side of the table. Mm-hmm. But, um, one of the things that I feel like I've, I, I've always had the benefit of, and frankly, I'm addicted to is seeing the results of the training in action, really being able to point to and say like, ha, look, they were here. Now they're here. And this is what's happening as a result of all that stuff. And it's, it's, it's a really um, fulfilling experience Uh, at the risk of making you sad. um, Do you get to have that experience on the, on the LinkedIn learning side? Do you get to see the results of your work? Yeah, I, I will say so. That is that is definitely one thing I miss, right? I do I do miss I do miss my students at ASU. I don't miss the university, but I do miss yeah. I do miss my students. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, it's a much more when, when somebody's completely on demand and they're taking the training on their own and they're they're doing with it whatever they do with it. You're just hearing anecdotally, like when you go to a conference, somebody saying that really helped me, and you're like, yes, but yeah. you didn't get to watch the growth curve, right? Yeah, you know we've we. Um, over the years, the platforms evolved a little bit, you know, and, and tried to add some features to recreate that uh, that that interaction or, or get a little bit more of a two way conversation. There's a you know, there's now a, a Q&A tab in the in the course where people can post questions and kind of interact with each other as well as the instructor. Um, but it, it doesn't uh, you know, for one people tend not to do that because they know everybody can see it. Right. And, and all of a sudden they're not just communicating where 30 people in the classroom can see it's on the internet forever. It's, it's, it's everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we've had some limited success in in my eyes with, with that kind of that two way conversation and, and, you know, maybe they'll come up with, uh, with some ways to improve that, but yeah, it's, it's uh, that is the one thing I miss is, is, uh, that uh, that that personal interaction with the with the students. But no, I'm glad to hear that the the, the platform is innovating. That there is this you know uh, conversation that that is starting to occur for you know with with attendees between attendees in that kind of um, environment. I, I I guess you know big picture. What are on the, on that vein of of keeping things cutting edge. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the risks, I think, of of online training courses is that you do them 10 years ago and now they're a 10 year old course. And yeah. you mentioned that you're, you're updating Bluebeam, uh, your Bluebeam training every year as an example. W- what are some of the things that you do to keep, you know, keep things relevant to, to, to stay cutting edge and to keep things relevant? Yeah, that's that's. Um... You know, I think if there's anything that we we struggle at at LinkedIn Learning a bit is, you know, if you've watched the courses, they're 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 very well produced. You know, there's a, there's a really high production value, um, and there's a lot of people involved in getting it to that stage, and and it takes time. So that's one of the things I think as instructors that you know we kind of give them as feedback is, man, we gotta we gotta crank out some of this stuff a little faster, and um, We've again during the pandemic, you know, the, the the recording studios that we normally go to are closed, and and uh, and all that kind of thing. And so we, the the team got really good at um, remote recording and and putting out some faster content. And it's been really nice because I mean, for example, I've been able to. I, I just went back to like I think the risk course, the safety course, the planning and scheduling course. And one other, I'm going to call it the lean course and, um, and kind of 
target those as, hey, these are about four years old, three to four years old, and I've got some great new content for each one of these. And, you know, we've been able to, to pretty easily just shoot in, um, record some updates, say, let's replace this video, this video, and this video, and then kind of re-release it as a, as a really updated and fresh course. And that is, um, you know, that's something that I think LinkedIn Learning has committed to and has discovered is important. Because like you said, people don't, they don't want to search the library and see a course that's 10 years old. Agreed. Um, yeah. You know whether it's relevant again or totally. not. It's just, it just, it's, it's. I there's something weird about yeah, the, like, about uh, the human, yeah. Well, that's ten years old. Let me see what else yeah. I can find. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we that's that's one of the things that's uh, that's also changed recently. Is is I think we've really started to get out there and update um, some of those courses, which which I think is is great. So so I have um, a kind of a theory, and I'll, I want to toss by you. Um, Jim has not heard me uh, run this theory by him. And so I'm, I'm deeply concerned that it may not go well, uh, but, <laughs> but I'll give it a run anyway, because that's right. how I am. Um, so, so one of the thoughts that I've had since you and I met is the idea that, you know, what if, uh, so I have lots of clients that, that need uh, no question that need project management training, need estimating training, things like that. And they're building a lot of this stuff internally, totally yeah. custom. And, and, you know, it's really cool stuff. It's, it's useful. And it's kind of like the ABC company way or the XYZ company way of doing things, which is good. And I think there's, there's a lot of relevance to that. Mm -hmm. What would you think about people kind of coupling the LinkedIn learning content with their internal custom content as a part of an overall curriculum. So it, would it blend nicely from a, from a, you know, fundamentals of project management and lean and, you know, uh, we can fill in some blanks with our internal custom stuff. Is that something that you, what's your reaction to that? Yeah, no, ab absolutely. In fact, that's, that's, you know, I spend most of my time with LinkedIn learning. Um, you know, we'll call it, 50 to 75%, depending on what's going on. But the rest of the time, I've got some other construction clients. And um, one of the things I do for them is, is create these custom courses. So I've got a, a couple of uh, general contractor clients that I met because they met me on LinkedIn Learning, right? They were, they totally. were watching yeah. my courses and, and then contacted me and said, hey, can you come do like one very company specific course for us each month that we then add to that library. Um, so, so just like you said, not, you know, not what are submittals or, or what are change orders, but, right. but how do we do submittals and how do we do change orders? Um, and, uh, and, and then, you know, they're able to add those to, to either their own learning management system or um, depending on, different types of accounts and things like that. They can upload those to their instance of LinkedIn learning, um, you know, if they don't already have something. So yeah, I, th I think that works, that works great. Um, and then you're really able to get some of that, you know, real company specific, you know, how do we do things here uh, kind of things. I love it. I love it. All right, cool. I'm going to bring Stacy back because I know we've had a fair uh, a fair amount of engagement from our audience here. And okay. I want to make sure that we get a chance to, to filter some of those questions into you. Yeah. Um, let's see. Can your classes be put on in a conference room by a well-trained and experienced project manager as a facilitator? 
So the the LinkedIn learning courses in particular are are really um, I'll call them just video based. Um, you know, there's not a lot of slides with audio. It's 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 really more of a video based kind of thing. Um, I'm not saying it hasn't been done, um, but it it doesn't it doesn't lend itself to that very well. Okay. It's yeah. at your own pace too, right? It, it, it is. And, and for some of the, for some of the topics, especially if it's like a tools course, like a Bluebeam course or something um, that at your own pace thing, I think works really well because, you know, different people are going to have different level of skills as far as software goes. And, and uh, the, the, the at your own pace thing, I think helps a bit as well. I, you know, I've done some in-person training or, or even kind of helped a company facilitate their own training with something like Bluebeam or Lean Construction or something like that, where, where we've kind of preceded it by saying, hey, everybody take this online course, right? And then you'll all be here. We'll all be at the same level. Then we can come in and start from here and do the in-person stuff and be really efficient at it. Um, Big fan. Uh, that's that's exactly how I see this playing out. I do that. I, as a, as a, again, as a, a professional trainer, Jim, you and I uh, can, can, I'm sure, uh, share our, our experiences with this, but there's, I think there's a difference between knowledge building and then skill building. And I think yeah. when, you know, th- when you're going through LinkedIn learning, you're, you're getting all this knowledge and then hopefully mm-hmm. you're l- gaining some skills, but, th- but really skill building requires practice it requires yeah. interaction. It requires testing. It requires challenge. You know those different types of things. So if if anybody's watching this and thinking we need to get on this LinkedIn learning stuff and start incorporating it into the way that we train, yeah, damn right you do. Totally agree. It's a no brainer. Why reinvent the wheel when when Jim and his yeah. team have, have put amazing content together that already you know gets you up to here? And the way you describe that is exactly right. We all now know this. Uh, but don't say, all right, we've done our training because uh, that's not where it ends. You've got to right. build on that. And I, I, yeah. I think that's uh, such a great point. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, we'd like to know right now for LinkedIn Learning, is there more individuals or more companies using um, your training? Oh, good question. So one of the things about LinkedIn as a platform is uh, they are they are they do not share data, even internally with employees and instructors. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to preference what I'm going to, my answer by saying, I think most of what I know is sort of anecdotal and, and, you know, what I've gleaned from resources. But um, I, I think the enterprise client base is the, is the biggest base on, on LinkedIn learning because there are, universities that that buy it for all their students and there are companies mm. like uh you know Procter and Gamble that buy it for their entire company and it's it's you know their facilities people watch it and their sales people watch it um you know so i think that that's a pretty big base but i you know i also think that that individual uh client base is pretty big too because that started with lynda.com um, who I think really grew off of those individual users and, you know, that, that base has, has been retained. So I, I think there's plenty of both. Um, I, you know, the, the advantage of the, those enterprise clients is that you can kind of have a, you know, whatever you want to call it, a learning and development director, a training director, an HR person kind of oversee 
that learning and, and, you know, they have the ability to see, well, I assign these courses out to this group of employees and 75% of them have finished and, and I need to go concentrate on these other 25 and, you know, find out why they're not taking the courses and that kind of thing. So it gives that, the, the enterprise accounts give that, that, that oversight, that management of learning kind of feature. Um, but, but plenty of people that, that just sign up as individuals and take it themselves as well. Um, what kind of courses besides, uh, I think you said estimating Bluebeam, project management in, in our industry does LinkedIn learning offer? So for, for, well, let me, I'll back up. So the LinkedIn learning library is, I don't, I've, I've lost track. It's like 11,000, 12,000 courses um, that are English speaking courses. So the, the topics are everything from, you know, sales and how to manage stress at work and how to use Microsoft Excel to, to then my corner of the library. That's, that's more the construction management. And, and we've, um, there are plenty of like CAD courses, Revit courses, BIM courses on the software side, on the skills side, um, you know, planning and scheduling, risk management. Uh, we're starting to do more with construction safety, and I'm really trying to take more of a, uh, a, a safety management approach with that as opposed to a regulatory approach. Um, but then there are a couple other instructors that, that, that like I said, do uh, estimating. Um, we've got a couple of architects that have come on as instructors that, uh, that teach the architectural process, which I think is cool because I think it's helpful for, for construction people to, uh, to sort of understand what it takes to get those blueprints in their hands in the first yeah. place. That's, that's harder than most people think. Um, mm -hmm. What else? Those are, those are kind of the, the big areas, I think, planning and scheduling, um, that type of thing. It would be cool if uh, you guys did like a construction 101 course. I know a couple of the associations had that and it was one of the most well-attended courses and it's just introducing people to our industry in the basic terms and think, I don't know if you guys have that, but that would we, be. We do. So yeah, one of the courses and that that's the other course that we just updated. Thank you for, <laughs> now you remember, you made me remember uh, construction management foundations is, is the name of the course. And, and I would call that, I, I tried to take my con 100 course that I taught at ASU and like, condense it into 60 minutes. And it, and it really is just a, uh, you know, this is what the construction industry looks like today. And we mm -hmm. interviewed um, project managers and, and an architect and, uh, you know, people from general contractors and a trade contractor. And, and uh, that's, that's kind of what that course is. And, and that gets watched a lot along with the, uh, we have a blueprint reading course um, that's actually been one of the, the more popular courses on there as well. Nice. And I guess we could just end it with what does the future hold for LinkedIn learning? Um, you know, good question. It's, it's for me, one of the struggles has been um, it's such a big platform. It's a big organization. Um, sometimes I, you know, as instructors, we think it's going this direction and it's really going this direction. But I think one of the things that that, that we could say is that they're going to really continue to expand the library. Um, you know, there's, there's a constant effort with that. Um, we're, we're looking more at, uh, at learning paths. And so, 
Um, I've really seen a, a trend here in the last year of, hey, instead of picking like course topics because this is what you want to do, let's think about course topics that can fit together in, in a learning path and, and start start choosing things that way. So, you know, I think that learning path um, is, is, is part of what the future holds along with, with really more of a, a skills-based uh, training regime. So, you know, let's, let's look less at processes and more at skills um, is, a, is, a, is a big emphasis right now. It's gone. All right. This has been fantastic. Jim, thank you so much for, yeah, uh, for having time me. with us this morning. This is, I mean, I've, I've, I've got, I'm scribbling like a lunatic over here. I've got like a hundred different ideas, um, uh, to, you know, that, that I'm personally going to be uh, tapping into kicking myself for not having done so sooner, but glad that, um, glad that, to get to know you. And I'm sure uh, many members of our audience are, as we speak, having a second screen open, digging into uh, to, to the LinkedIn <laughs> Learning Library and uh, and figuring out how they can tap into it. So, uh, nice. Jim, uh, it's been great having you. Thank you so much for dedicating some time to this. And uh, and I look forward to watching how you develop into the future and, and maintaining a relationship. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both for, for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank awesome. you. All right, Stace, let's talk a little bit about what we have coming up here. And, and uh, uh, so first things first, we have an episode coming up same time next week. Uh, that is with our friend Jackson Nichols, who is an, a construction attorney. He's going to be coming on to talk about the 2023 construction legal landscape to talk about, you know, uh, important changes that are being battled out as we speak. Uh, some important changes that have already Past, so for example, I know the the pay when paid uh, laws in Virginia have changed. That's something that we'll be talking about, uh, and you know uh, some of the other battles that are coming up, which will be very interesting uh, to see how those things play out and ultimately affect uh, the uh, the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. As always, email Stacy. Get added to our our mail our mailing list. Um, you get a weekly message from us with interesting information about the previous show, uh, easy registration for the upcoming show and, uh, anything else that Stacy thinks is cool, uh, to include in the newsletter. And, and she's typically right. Uh, <laughs> Stacey, what else am I forgetting? Um, just one more episode left on April 25th and then, Wait. yeah, right. Okay. So two episodes left well, next week okay. and then one more yeah. after that. Yeah. Okay. Yep, just two left, and then we'll go live with the NAWIC conference, and then we'll take a nice summer break and come back in August. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. I, and I think you know, in in the meantime, uh, we are continuing to build our guest list for uh, the next season, which will start in August. Slash, well, yeah, it starts in August, but it'll it'll be going through the fall. Um, please do let us know if there's if you or somebody that you know would be uh, you know, somebody who can come on and talk about what they're doing to create positive change in the building industry. We'd love to have and feature those folks. Yeah. All right. I think All right. that does it, Stacey. All right. See ya. See ya. Thanks.